coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. And thanks for listening. Today you're listening to one of 15 episodes that I recorded with my wife, Rhea Story. So you'll be hearing both of us speak together. And we're speaking to you about a, a book that we actually wrote together called Change Happens, Leading Yourself and Others Through Change. And it's based on uh, a lot of principles that, that we learned along the way. And we'll share some personal stories, some things that are not in the book. But as you listen to this, if you enjoy listening to Rhea, and I'm pretty sure you will, make sure you check out her podcast, which you can find on your favorite app by searching for her name, Rhea, R-I-A, Story, S-T-O-R-Y. And uh, also, she's, she's all over LinkedIn. She puts out a lot of content. She's got a lot of books on leadership development and personal growth. So be sure to check out Rhea. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So Rhea and I are really excited to uh, talk about this on, on this podcast series and uh, talk about Change Happens, Leading Yourself and Others Through Change. We we uh, wrote that book together, so we're going to do this podcast series together, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Rhea brings a lot to the table. I got a lot of background related to leading people through change, and uh, we got a lot of change going on, don't we, Rhea? Absolutely. You know, the one thing that 2020 brought everybody, whether there were some positives or some negatives or some of both, the one thing that 2020 brought everybody is lots and lots of change. A lot, lot of change. So I guess I'll just give everyone a little bit of my background. Most people have been uh, uh, listening to me on, on my on my podcast, probably know that between 05 and 08, or excuse me, 05 and 2012, I led leaders and their teams through over 11,000 hours of process improvement, uh, organizational change, cultural transformation, and and in the manufacturing space. So that's 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 where I learned the most about the subject that we're going to be talking about. And uh, on my podcast in 2020, my theme is going to be change. So every podcast, except for the very first one, you and I did that together mm-hmm. on. Uh, your book, Primetime, The Power of Effective Planning. We did a, a year-end episode where I interviewed you, and then we did one where the uh, second part was the open to 2021. So all the rest of them this year, though, for me, are going to be on, on change. So tell us tell us why, why, why is this? Introduce this to the, to the folks, Rhea. Well, you know, it's interesting because Change Happens is one of the most requested topics that you and I get asked to speak on because it's so relevant to everybody whether it's personal or professional, right? We're all experiencing change on some level. Change is constant, it's always happening. And the thing about change is that most of us don't really like it, unless it's our idea, right? Most of us don't like change because we as humans just like to get comfortable. I mean, it's just our our nature, right? We, We spend our time in in high school and we can't wait to get out so that we can get comfortable and we spend our time in college and we can't wait to get done uh, studying and graduate so that we can get a job we like and a house we like and get comfortable 
and then we can't wait to retirement so that we can quit the job that we wanted to get and get comfortable, right? It's just, it's part of our, our human nature, I think, to seek um, a status quo, a comfort, a stability where things are just steady. But the problem with that is that doesn't help us be successful in life, right? Because conditions around us are constantly changing. And if we don't learn and grow and adapt to them, then it's impossible for us to reach our potential personally. It's impossible for us to be most successful professionally. And so learning how to overcome ourselves is one of the the biggest tools that we can, you know, embrace and grab onto and learn how to respond to change effectively and leverage it and adapt to it. Yeah. So I hope everybody grabs a copy of the book. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot on here that's not in the book. And so we spend a lot of time trying to put a lot of stuff in a, in, in a small space in that book. Uh, if you're not familiar with the book, it's uh, 30 chapters, three pages per chapter, but there's 15 sections in there. And what's cool about it, so there's there's two chapters in each section. And Rhea opens the first the first uh, chapter in each section, really talking about personal change, dealing with change you know, on a personal level. And then I kind of transition it. I still talk about dealing with it on a personal level too, but then I bring in other people. So dealing, it, dealing with it personally, why you're dealing with other people, and then also leading other people through change. So in, during this podcast series, that's why we're going to do 15 uh, – 15 episodes, but during this podcast series, we're both going to talk about some combination of all of it, leading ourselves and leading others and dealing with others who are going through change. And I mean, most people resist change. Most people resist it and, and, and it hurts them, hurts their personal brand, who they are. It hurts, it diminishes their influence because how we deal with change, especially when our leaders, when our leaders are trying to change the organization for the better and we're resisting change, we're losing influence. Someone, someone else is getting the influence that we wish we had. And then that makes us even more angry sometimes. So this is a, a, a proactive approach in, to increasing your influence when change happens. We know in 2020, it was crazy. It's still crazy in 2021. It's just always, there's always something crazy going on, but 2020 and 2021 has, has really been something, something unique. So organizations and people need, the principles that we're going to teach in here, they apply, they apply everywhere. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you're in blue collar or white collar, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, doesn't matter if, matter if you're talking about dealing with stuff at home or stuff at work. So it's really, really a pretty cool chapter on the back of the book that there's a, there's a, a, a opening quote at the top, actually not a quote, but the opening line on the back of the book says the biggest frustration in leading change is overcoming resistance to change so if you're talking about it from a personal level you got to lead yourself to overcome resistance to change when you understand how much is hurting your influence mm. but when you're leading other people if you're the formal authority leader or you're leading your family you're leading them through change you, you got to know how to lead others in a way that helps them overcome resistance so we're going to kick off uh today in episode one of this podcast we're going to talk about the the first uh section in the book and the first section in this book is nothing fails like success mm. <laughs> that's, that's that's a powerful one right there nothing fails like success and and i remember i learned that i heard that from dr stephen covey the author of the seven habits of highly effective people what's that mean to you real 
You know, to me, when I think of nothing fails like success, uh, you know, we typically as humans, we figure out what worked or what works and we tend to repeat that behavior. And that's logical, right? It worked. It helped us be successful. So let's keep doing it. But see, nothing fails like success because we don't learn as much from success. And so when we tend to repeat what helped us get to this point, because we think it's going to help us continue to be successful, that assumes conditions around us stay the same. And that's an incorrect assumption, right? Things around us are constantly changing. So if we repeat the same behaviors and the same actions, assuming that everything else is going to be the same, but everything else changes, what was enough to help us be successful today is not enough to help us be successful tomorrow. And we see this over and over in sports. Um, I like to use the analogy of you've probably seen a football game where halftime comes and one team is way ahead and one team is behind. That's not unusual. But what's interesting is that they go into the locker room at halftime and they come out after halftime and something changes. A lot of times you see this, the team that was doing so good and, and way ahead tends to repeat what was working for them, right? It was working for them. Let's keep doing it. You know, they probably got a pep talk from the coach. Keep doing it. This is working. Keep going. You know, we're ahead. We're beating. And the team that was behind goes into the locker room and they get the talk that says, hey, this is not working. We've got to do something differently. And a lot of times what happens is that team that was behind comes out of the locker room. They do something differently and they go on to end up winning the football game. Now, that's not always what happens, but when every time it does happen, you know what happened to that team that was successful and then they ultimately lost the game. You know what happened to them is they said, ah, it's helped us get this far. Let's keep doing it. But nothing fails like success. And if we keep doing the same thing, assuming to get the same results, ultimately we will not be successful. Excuse me. That's that's a that's a great that's a great example. Rhea. And I, I always like to say I always heard this. Growing up, a lot of people maybe have heard this, but I always heard that if you always do what you always done, you'll always get what you always got. And it, and it fits perfectly right here with this chapter. I don't know if I even put this in the book, but I'm putting it in the podcast. But, uh, you know, you, if you always do what you always done, you'll always get what you always got. Pe- people say that, man. And other people nod their head and agree with it, but I don't agree with it. I think it's absolutely false because if we always do what we always done, but the people we're competing with, it could be coworkers or it could be other organizations. If we're talking about it at the organizational level, if they're trying to get better personally or organizationally, and we're not, we're just doing what we've always done. We're not going to get what we always got. Those folks are going to get more. They're going to get more of my influence. If, if it's personal, they're going to get influence. I'm going to lose influence or they're going to get customers, may get my customers, or they're going to get new customers that I didn't get because I'm just holding steady with, with what worked so well in the past. So always do what you always done. Not going to get you what you always got. You're going, you're going to get less because there's a lot of people out there trying to get better to do a better job. So I want to, I want to read a quote that from uh, chapter one from Dr. Stephen Covey, author of the seven habits. He says, when a challenge in life is met by a response that is equal to it, you have success. But when the challenge moves to a higher level, the old, once successful response no longer works. It fails. Thus, nothing fails like success. Mm. I mean, that's that's the line we took the, the name of this chapter from. And we'll make sure to give him credit right there. And that's why we have it in the book as well. But you know, the, 
the problem with success and why it's often the precursor to, to downfall is because success often doesn't teach us anything. What do you think about that, Rick? Yeah, and you know, it's true. Uh, we tend to learn uh, as humans, our learning model is figuring out what didn't work. And that's how we figure out, well, let me try something else. What does work? So when we figure out something that works, we don't learn as much from it, right? We learn more from our failures and more from our mistakes. Now, success isn't a bad thing. It's just that it tends to not bring us as much important information. It doesn't teach us anything. And success today is one of the biggest threats of future success because there again, it's easy to slip into that complacency and say, this worked for me yesterday. This worked for me today. I'm going to keep doing it tomorrow. But that just assumes that conditions around us are going to stay the same and that that complacency is such a such a an easy trap to fall into right we, th as i said we like to get comfortable but um complacency doesn't reward us either personally or professionally yeah that goes back to those eleven thousand hours that i was leading organizations through they were i mean most of them were doing great most of the the operations and I worked in, in manufacturing and most of the most of them were doing great the companies were doing great the uh, the processes we were working on were working fine everything's going great but uh, you know success today is one of the biggest threats to future success and it takes a high impact leader to understand that we need to change and get better and invest money and invest time when everything's working right because a lot of managers of people they just want to rake in the, the profit. Leaders of people want to realize we, we, we're going to get some profit, but we need to get some profit next week, next year, next month, and that sort of stuff. So a lot of people in 2020 and moving into 2021 have realized that, that uh, what got them to where they were is not going to take them to where they want to be and may not even keep them where they are. A lot, a lot of people didn't prepare. Mm. They were they were resting on their success. They were, they were not prepared for things to change. A lot of people went out of business. A lot of people lost jobs person at a personal level. A lot of people lost jobs and didn't have any savings in the bank. They weren't prepared to lose their job. Maybe they've been working there 20 years and everything was going smooth. Nothing fails like success, you know, living check to check. Maybe you've been successful living check to check, but when things change and you don't have a check, life's going to get rough. So there's all kinds of ways to see this, this principle on a personal level. And it takes, it takes a high impact leader with a high degree of character to actually go in to motivate and inspire people who don't want to change to actually get engaged with changing, to be proactive, using another term from Dr. Covey, being proactive with the change. You know, nothing, nothing fails like trying to remain the same in a changing world. That's basically mm. what, what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Because things around us are constantly changing. People are changing processes, customers, products, the demand changes, suppliers, expectations. I mean, so many other things are, are changing constantly. So from an organizational standpoint, as a leader, we've got to have the vision and say, I know change is coming. And as an individual, we can have the same mindset of saying, I know change is coming. What should I be doing now to prepare myself to be better equipped to meet those challenges, those changes in the future? What should I be doing today so that I can be quicker to adapt, so that I'm more prepared to adapt? Um, and that comes down to the daily growth of the individual and, and really, honestly, the daily growth of the leader. 
absolutely. And, you know, when I led those teams, I would basically go in, I'd show up on Monday, I'd get a new team, and a lot of them never worked together as a team, but basically a group of people. And uh, they don't want to change. They, everything's working good. Some of them work in the area, so they definitely don't want to change. They don't want a bunch of outsiders come in to change. So what you're just talking about is, and what we're talking about with this book is one of the, it's, it's one of the reasons that I was excited when we decided to write this book was it, it helps establish the mindset. Mm. Most most people just hope most leaders just hope that their team accepts and deals with change because they're constantly leading change. Whoever the leaders are, whether it's the leader of a small department or the the leader of an organization, the owner of an organization, if the owners of the organizations are are leading through change and leading change and implementing change, then there's a, there's another layer, multiple layers of leaders below them who have to carry it out. So leaders, leaders at every level are trying to get people to buy in. And most of them are dealing with a strategy of hope. Hope's mm. not a good strategy when you deal with change, just like all this change in 2020 and 2021 is happening. Most leaders have, have not done any change training. They hadn't. And I'm talking about mindset, what stuff we're going to talk about in this series. Most, most leaders have never done this. So they had to deal with people at all levels in their organization who were not prepared to lead themselves well through change. Mm. What's crazy is they're constantly changing. Every organization is constantly changing, just like you rattled off that list of all the stuff that's changing a minute ago. And yet most organizations are not doing anything proactive on the front end to help people learn how to think their way through change. And that's when I led those teams, when I show up on Monday, we had to have it executed change by Friday. Not talked mm. about a plan. We had to actually do it. 90, 95 to 98% of the time, it was a develop a plan, implement it, validate it in five days. I walk in with a group of strangers who don't like me, don't like change, didn't like the last consultant and all that sort of stuff. And, and how did I actually do that? Was I focused 20% of that week on mindset of the people. The first four hours on Mondays, was teaching them stuff like this. We didn't have this book. I didn't have this book. Obviously, we hadn't written it, but I wish I would have had this book. <laughs> this is a book I would have pulled a whole lot of stuff from and, and, and talked to them about. But I taught them all kind of other stuff from other people's books and, and told them where I got it from, shared it with them, and, and got their mindset right. So they were ready to work with each other, ready to work with me, ready to make change. And they understood that, you know, we're going to talk about this later in the book, but I'm going to say it right here because this is what it's about. When change happens, some people whine, some people shine. <laughs> and the ones who shine. That's so good. That's pretty good, ain't it, Rip? It is. And so when when uh, when change happens, somebody's going to shine, somebody's going to whine. And most people whine. That's mm. why it is so easy to shine. If you got the mindset and understand why, I mean, it's, it's a... It's, when you talk about it on a personal level, it's a competitive advantage for you to get Absolutely. promoted, to get raises, to to get recognition, to be involved, to have influence in what the change is going to be. When you shine, you get to be a part of the change. You get to lead it. You get to champion it. And the, the leaders who are responsible, you become their best friend. When you're talking about building your brand, you want to shine or you want to whine? That's what I... I know what I want to do. What do you want to do, Rip? <laughs> I want to shine too. You know, and that reminds me of a quote. Um, I think we used it in the book. I'm going to read it here. Alvin Toffler says, the Ill illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, 
and relearn. And that's really what you're talking about there. You know, when change happens, you can learn and unlearn and relearn and you'll shine. You'll, you're, you'll stand out as someone who's willing to adapt and embrace change and lead change. But if you spend your time whining and moaning and groaning and you're not willing to, to unlearn and relearn, then you just get left behind. I mean, I know people who didn't want to use a smartphone, who still don't want to use a smartphone, right? But think of how much that's changed. I mean, you can't text your, your kids or your grandkids if you don't have a smartphone, right? But how much communication are you missing out? How much influence are you missing out? And yet I know people even today who who aren't willing to go through that change, who just aren't willing to unlearn and relearn and we lose influence, right? That's what it really comes down to. We as people always want more influence, even if we haven't thought about it. And how we respond to change is really determining our personal influence and our professional influence. That's good stuff, Rhea. Yeah, it is good stuff. But, you know, and, and it's, and it's not easy to do. You know, I think Mac, you've, you've, you were better at embracing change earlier on, right? I had to learn the hard way because I know there were some times I didn't want to embrace change. I didn't like when things changed. And I think as people, we sometimes, some of us struggle with that more than others. I struggled with it a little more early on. I remember one time I came home from work and you were, you had like all the kitchen cabinets open and you were pulling dishes and stuff out. And I was like, what? are you doing? And you're like, well, if I move my plates here and the bread here and rearrange the pantry, I can make my tuna fish sandwich more efficiently every day from lunch when I come home from work. And I was like, oh no, you are not changing my kitchen. <laughs> I don't care about the tuna sandwich, right? <laughs> and, you know, that just, that story reminds me of just, you were you saw an opportunity for an improvement. You're like, hey, let's change where the dishes are at. And I'm like, no, I don't want to change where the dishes are at, you know? So I, I think that's one of the reasons you were so ex successful at leading these teams through process improvement, because you have a, just a, a more natural ability to adapt to change. So that's one reason I loved writing the book is because I share a lot of my struggles where I got it wrong, where I didn't adapt quickly and I paid the, the price, the consequences. Yeah, change is tough. There's a lot of people who got a lot of health problems out there. Mm. They can fix them. All they have to do is change. But until they change their values, nothing's going to change. So they have to value changing instead of value everything remaining the same. But I think you're right. I have, uh, I guess it's a, a blessing, if you want to call it that, that I really do like change. There's some things I don't like to change, but most things I really like change. I like, I naturally try to make things better and it irritates a lot of people because a lot of people like to have everything remain the same, <laughs> especially in the workplace. You know, a lot of people just want to come in do their work, go home. But for that company to thrive, they got to change. Mm -hmm. If they don't change, they're going to take a dive. If they change, they're going to thrive. If they change in the right way, change just for the sake of change is no good. But change for the right reason in the right way at the right time is, is going to take you to an entirely different level. You now Wood, Woodrow Wilson, he says, uh, if you want to make enemies, try to change something. <laughs> and there's a lot of leaders, they're making enemies because they, they haven't grown and developed the people, developed their mindset so that they want to embrace change, so that they see the benefit. Whenever we speak, you, you know we do it together. Whenever we, whenever we speak and I ask people when we're talking about this subject, and I say, how many of you out there want to raise your hand and say, I want to be a whiner? 
I want to be mm, a whiner. Nobody. Nobody ever raises their hand, do they, Rip? Of course not. But when I ask them, and I tell them, you ain't got to answer this out loud, but when change happens, what do you do? Do you go support the leader? Do you say, how can I help you? Do you start learning about the new stuff? Do you lead the way or do you turn around, start whining to whoever's sitting beside you when you hear the news that we got to change or whoever's standing beside you? We got to look in the mirror. If we want to get better, we got to look in, in the mirror. And if we want to lead other people well so that they lead themselves well through change, you got to do it on the front end. It's too late when a change happens, you're going to get whatever somebody's got on the inside of them. So proactive leaders, that's why this is this this material we're going to cover in these in this podcast series is going to be good for you as a person. It's going to be good for you, especially if you lead other people. Mm, when it's applied, you know, just like anything, it's not just the knowing, right? It's that we actually have to do something with that knowledge. Um, and so, yeah, nothing fails like success. I know um, the next chapter in the next episode, we're really going to get into the, the impact of change. And um, But there again, these, these principles are very powerful, just like you said, when we do something with them. Yeah, we started off the book with nothing fails like success. We started off, obviously, the podcast. We're following the layout of the book. But the reason that is, is we, we got to get you engaged. We're working on your mindset. If you're going to follow us through this 15 part series, we got to help you go through it so you understand it. But I, I hope you get the book. And if you lead a group of people, if, if you're a formal authority leader, whenever you're leading change, which is probably every day, and you develop or witness resistance in your organization, look in the mirror. What kind of development on this type of content have you done with them? That's what high impact leadership is about, looking in the mirror and saying, I'm responsible. If mm. the people I lead resist change, what have I not done that I should have done? That's what high impact leadership is about. So, and you may not lead anybody today, but you may be leading somebody in the future. So as you go through this, look at it from a personal standpoint and, and then look at it from a uh, lead leader of others standpoint. One thing I want to tell you too, we got this on audio book. It's pretty cool. Rhea and I got a, 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 a male and female narrator for that. Husband and wife team. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they follow along, you know, in Rhea's chapter, the, the lady reads and in my chapter, the man reads. So if you, you want to get this on audio, it's, it's, it's pretty engaging because it flips back and back and forth. So hope you enjoyed this opening episode, uh, to this series. And, uh, like Rhea said, we're going to be talking about the impact of change. So nothing feels like success. Next episode, we'll be talking about the impact of change. You got anything, Rhea? Oh, you... I think you've said it all. Looking forward to the next episode. All right. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.